0: episode 83 of the get around podcast no days off for us here it is memorial day thank you to all those who have served and those who have given their lives uh, to give us this holiday and uh,
1: they didn't take days off so neither do we
0: well i won't i won't try to compare the two there jake
1: but there was no warning there man you just jumped right in we yeah, need to have our
0: headphones on we were just That's you know, all right. getting ready I, and you just i ate. didn't i didn't want to Give any chance for us to continue lingering here uh, without getting started, being we've got guests coming in in an hour. and You get this stuff I done. I can feel it. Keep rolling. Yeah, it's uh, – well, last week, uh, for our Audible viewers who tuned in, uh, we had our prep softball fantasy draft. Uh, thought that went over really well. And this week uh, we've got our prep baseball fantasy draft. Uh, we're going to draft uh, nine players to each of our fantasy teams. And after that, we'll have uh, three baseball players from Kingsley coming into the office today. We've got Jacob Radke, Jake Webeking, and Owen Graves dropping by the studio. Uh, The Stags are fresh off a Northwest Conference championship last week as they head into the postseason, which begins this week. Then we've got uh, our usual Ath Tweet of the Week, Hall of Fame and trifecta uh, segments to wrap up the show so here we go yeah let's get started on that
1: <laughs> we already drew we shouldn't say we drew yeah,
0: yeah actually this Jake this, fixed uh, the draft yeah, this somehow this draft order was actually fixed uh, Jake wrote the names on the piece of paper crinkled them up put them into his own hat and then decided he was also going to draw from that hat and of course guess who is the number 1 pick I call I mean, shenanigans.
1: Y- y'all watched. You were witnesses. You he, saw. You
2: saw there was no
0: funky business going on. He needs all the help he can get drafting anyway. I, I
1: can't attest to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if he if he implodes over the last several rounds of his draft the way that he did on the golf course uh, earlier this week, God, it'll be a it'll oh. be a meltdown. Of we, epic we don't ha- we don't have to worry about him in our fictional. Baseball games that we're gonna set up after today.
1: That's okay. I'm I'm okay with picking the third here. I'm playing with house money anyway because I slaughtered the softball draft. Uh,
2: uh, I don't know about that. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing know. quality. My uh, Grace Bowden went off last week. Might even be up for the Hall of Fame. We got a few a few girls on my team who really really stood out after we drafted them. I mean, we usually do the get around bump, but I thought it was more of like the ad-nip fantasy team bump.
0: I I think uh, one of the girls that I drafted is in our uh, Hall of Fame discussion this week. So we'll see. We'll see. But there ain't no way she's losing. <laughs> Even though I don't get to put her up as <laughs> my <laughs> candidate, there ain't no way she's losing. We'll just we'll just leave it there. So Jake drafts first. I'm second. James is third. Snake order, as uh, usual when we do our our drafts on this show, and as I said, nine deep. Are you guys gonna try to play by?
1: No, I'm just drafting. Play by positions or drafting
0: nine people. I'm just. So I'm on my own. I'm handicapping myself from the beginning.
1: Yep, it's all right. You're totally your call. Hey, when it comes
0: to defense, we'll see. That's fine. We'll see who uh, who plays that side of the ball a little better. But uh, with the number one pick, Jake. Yeah. Now that. What are you
2: taking? Now that you've had all this time to think about it, and you're not ready. No, I'll say now that we're here, I, I I do think I know who I'm gonna take. It's somebody we've talked about a few times on this podcast, and it may be from a bit smaller school, uh, but over the last two years, he he's really impressed me, both from the mound and he's been doing things from the plate this year, but Brethren's Jake Riggs. I mean, I feel like he could step up probably to any division and still get 10Ks in a game, so I would like to have, have him on the mound and in the batter's box. So number one pick, Jake Riggs from Brethren.
0: I can't fault you there. I mean, I wish I, have, I could say that I've seen him play because it seems like everything he does... Numbers-wise, is off the charts. Um, so I'm at number two here. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my leadoff hitter, number one, uh, guy who is almost impossible to keep off the base paths, and uh, inject some leadership directly into my squad. And I'm gonna take
2: St. Francis's Danny Passano. Yeah, I've heard time and time again from opposing coaches that they just can't get over how fast he is in yep. center field and on the base paths. So far this season, he's hitting
0: 416. Scored 41 runs, only knocked in 11, but he's hitting the number one spot. He's still got 12 extra base hits, and his OPS is 1.141. Pretty solid.
1: And 23 steals.
0: Oh, I missed that number.
1: Yeah, that's good too. So he got for three and four, James. All uh, right, three and four. I got my pick of some good players here. I mean, I, yeah, I would have gone with Briggs at this if he was there. But uh, so I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go up to Boyne City and take Ethan Hills from Boynton City as my my pitcher. But I have other guys that could pitch as well because uh, my next pick right here is going to be Joe Lewis. Could you make Kingsley. more
0: noise,
2: Jake? No. Well, actually, if you're going to ask me that question, you know I could probably make a lot more noise.
0: <laughs> I was wondering how long, if at all, it would take for Joe Lewis to get picked. I, I so was probably
2: going to take him with my next pick. And so. I just love so the name anyway, too. So yeah. <laughs> I mean. but yeah, I mean, after seeing him play, especially in the doubleheader against Kingsley, I mean, Joe Lewis... Man, he has some composure on the mound, and it seems like you just can't get a ball past him when he's in the batter's box. He, he's always putting the bat on the ball. He's swinging away. He's aggressive. So
0: Crazy thing is, I mean, he's only a sophomore. He's a 400 hitter. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, on the mound, he's got a sub point eight ERA. Yeah, .79.
1: 69 seven, Ks in 44 innings, and it's only walked eight guys. Yeah. Going back to Ethan Hills, he's 7-2, 82 Ks in 46 innings. 1.57, yeah, right, but it'll you know, different conference, different division. Um, and 127 batting average against. Um, and then at batting, he hits 4.58 and has 21 RBIs. All right. And has only struck out four times all season. All right, Brett. All right, at number five,
0: uh, I'm going to take my catcher. And on days he doesn't catch fill a spot in the rotation. I don't have his, his numbers for this year, but he's a dream teamer for us
2: last year, and that's uh, Gaylord St. Mary's Drew Koenig. I know he's continued to put up good numbers this year. And Gaylord St. Mary's still ranked in the top ten. They have a few guys on there that I think are probably going to get drafted here in this draft.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I know there's a couple I'm still looking at, but I don't know if I'm going to take them here or if I'm going to take them a little bit later on. Jake at six and seven. Alrighty. I am going to take our First Division I player and put him in my leadoff spot and go to Traverse City West's Jack Beltink. Seems like he has on base way too often and scores way too many runs not to uh, put him on the team. He has quite a bit of power. Uh, he's one of a couple guys on that team who has speed as well, uh, so I would definitely like to have him at the top of my order. Next pick for me, I'm going to stay in Division One in the Big North Conference and uh, shoot over to Gaylord and take Gaylord's Brad Kowalski. Hitting four nine or, or four twenty four on the year with twenty five RBIs, uh, obviously has quite a bit of stuff in that first. He's I believe he's the older of the two Kowalski brothers out there, uh, but he he is definitely the one who leads Gaylord to quite a few wins. I'm gonna
0: admit that's a name I had on my list that I kind of was hoping would get overlooked and uh, I could stash him away for later. But Me as um, well. all right, at number eight, I'm gonna go out to. Johannesburg Lewiston grab another arm he also can play the middle infield and uh, I think Jake is already ready to cross his name off that's Tanner Schimmel for the Cardinals Uh, 54.2 innings pitched this year 79 Ks in those two innings 1.41 ERA and a 1.061 whip Uh, his numbers maybe aren't the absolute most dominant of the pitchers in our area but he's certainly uh, one of one of our leaders from the mound.
1: Pretty quality though. 192 batting average against for high school. That's that's pretty darn good. Just make sure you don't get you're not getting Pine Rivers Tanner Schimmel.
2: Yeah, right. Is, huh. is there one there? Yeah, Tanner we found Schimmel one. the for
1: Pine River. Yeah. Probably, they were, what are the chances? Yeah. They, were, they when they played brethren here. I got a roster and I was looking at the roster. That's weird. James for two. Nine and ten. For two. All right. Not to be confused with seven and four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm gonna go to the back to the Big North Conference for a couple of picks here, and uh, and get Matt Carrado from TC Central. Um, I believe I drafted him last year. I think you did. Thing as well. He's just. It seems like every time he comes at the bat, there, he gets a double. And I'm okay with that. And go with Jacob Radke from Kingsley. Get my leadoff guy. 37 steals this season. The first of our upcoming guests. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. At number eleven,
0: I sort of feel like I'm doing a good job here, filling up my my lineup and a rotation at the same time. And uh, I'm actually going to take my second uh, gladiator of this draft and take St. Francis' ace, Colin Endres, who also plays a, a third base. On the season, he's eight and one. With a .91 ERA, .957 WHIP, and still hits 354 at the plate, 18 runs, 18 RBIs, so
2: that's a good value pick at number 11. For number 12, I'm gonna go back to the Traverse City Westwell and take their one well one of their good pitchers and center fielder, Sam DeKuyper, has a heck of an arm. With you know quarterback on the football team, he's going to play college baseball as well. We don't have the numbers from the Titans. Um, but he's—I mean, Sam DeKuyper's on on the base pass, stealing bases, scoring runs. I know he has uh, upwards of 25 or 30 runs at the very least. But uh, yeah, Sam DeKuyper is going to be one of my outfielders. And then—and you help me make up my
1: my mind a little yes. bit because uh, he was one of the guys that I was considering last from time. I couldn't make up my mind, and uh, you know now he's out there, so now it's easy.
2: I think I know who the last guy from West you're going to take is. I think I have two more. Here. But anyways, you know. I'm. <clears throat> I'm I, I'm going to go to another smaller school that I think you guys might have overlooked a little bit. Maybe maybe not. But out to Bear Lake and take Jake Griffiths. He's batting 490. On he's the on season. my list. Yeah, batting 490 almost 500 on the season, over 60 at bats. I mean, he's it's it's not small numbers. This is a a big a high average and high volume. Uh, he's playing in every game. So, I'll take Jake Griffiths and look, now we got Two Jakes on the Jake team.
1: there's your leadoff guy.
2: Yeah. Well, actually, either him or Belting can be my leadoff guy. True. Yeah.
1: I think it'd be good, though, if you have a pure leadoff guy like Griffiths. Yeah. Put him at one, have Belting behind him. Yeah, right behind him. Who's going to be able to push him across a little bit. And there's a reason why Griffiths only has eight RBIs, and that's because he's hitting leadoff. Yeah.
2: How many more Jakes can I fit on my team? It took Jacob Radke. We have a guest coming on. Back to Brett. Bretticus. (sighs) Who just recently... Said he's going to the Northern Michigan Strongman event. I uh, saw that on Facebook, man. I'm pretty sure he already <laughs> won it. <Yeah. laughs> you should come and see everybody who shows up there. Are They're... you going as a competitor? That's the idea. Oh crap. Uh oh. Y'all better watch out. All right, I'm. <laughs> I am
0: going to. I'm going to grab our second guest, our second incoming guest. Go back to Kingsley, and I'm going to grab Owen Graves. 35 plus steals on the season. Uh, hitting 362, 43 runs scored, 20 RBIs, and uh, he can play infield or outfield. Yeah. So
2: I got a, oh, yeah, little, he's a little, little roster <laughs> versatility there.
1: He can do some pitching
2: yeah. if he needed to, and too. Yeah, no, he just threw a no-hitter a week or so ago. Um, five, a full five-inning no-hitter. i thought not full, but not, it wasn't a no three-inning no-hitter. But uh, I mean, I think I saw him play some first base. Yeah, I saw him play some outfield pitches. He can do quite a bit. James at 15 and 16.
1: All right, well, my West decision got made for me, so I'm going to get a uh, one of their hitters here and take uh, Braden Brown.
2: He's a double and triple machine.
1: Yeah, and some nice power in the middle of the lineup, you know, the extra base hit guy. Um, I think if I'm going to try to play the, the position game and, uh, and fill a defense out that I need, I need a middle infielder here. So I am going to take Keaton Peck from Traverse City, St. Francis. Give myself a shortstop. And potential closer.
2: I feel like uh, you can, like, see the reflection of my list off of my eyeballs. And the moment that I looked at that name and, like, pegged him as my next pick, you were like,
3: ding, 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 ding.
2: (laughs) I should be able to do that with your guys' glasses. Not quite. the kind of... I think Bretts, yeah, Bretts are definitely easier. Might just be the... The lighting, good relief arm out of the pen in
0: Peck too. Oh
1: yeah, no. he said. which is surprising. He actually doesn't lead St. Francis in saves. Who I, does that, Bradfield? When I was looking at the stats today, and I does Bradfield? No, no Danny Passano does. He has hmm. two, and Peck has one. One of them came against Central.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Peck just had. A oh, start. it was a, and it was a one-out save. But yeah, but then again, you have to think there's not that many save opportunities for the Gladiators if they're up up big. They have been a lot. Yeah. Okay, well, have five losses on the season, I think.
1: All right, Brett, back to you. Yeah,
0: I'm going to grab one of my middle infielders here, uh, pick number 17, and go out to Onekama and draft Luke Montler.
2: I swear, I think he is just a good all-around athlete. So is his brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's his, I, he, I think he's my only one. Yeah, he's the only one Nakama kid I had on my it's, list.
1: It's hard to go wrong with no Nakama with Mottlers, yeah. Actons, and, and Wisniskis.
2: Yeah. All right, now it's me? Yeah, at 18 and 19, Jake. All righty. I'm going to go back down into the smaller divisions to grab some of the talent out of there. Uh, go all the way down to Gaylord St. Mary and take Joseph Magenberg. Uh, big bat for them. He's one of still a few guys who I think can get pulled from this team, but I mean. Snowbirds continue to impress, and Joseph has done a few things offensively and defensively this year that have impressed me. One, I'm gonna take another guy. I don't know if you guys have on your list, but I I, I liked his numbers when I saw him, and uh, whenever I do see him, he does impress me. Six Colin Jewett, he pitches, he hits well. I believe he plays uh, the middle infield, so that'd be a good uh, good addition to my defensive squad. All right, at number 20. Still looking for a first baseman.
0: And I've got one in mind. Uh, he's actually playing for a different school this year than he did uh, last year. That would be Gaylord sophomore Quinn Schultz, uh, who helped the Snowbirds of Gaylord St. Mary reach the state semifinals last year. Uh, but he transferred. Um, this season he's hitting 323, showing good patience at the plate with 25 walks and a 548 on base. Uh, Is you know his run production, RBIs, and runs scored. I think might be down a little bit, but uh, Gaylord as a team hasn't exactly uh, played to the the level that Gaylord St. Mary did uh, over the last year. But uh, somebody I think fills a, a good spot for me. In,
2: You're moving in the
1: up first, a couple divisions. Base. Well, Brett's already taken a catcher, and I got two good catchers on the board, so I can wait. You haven't taken a catcher yet, right? No. All right. So I can wait on that. And I am going to get myself just an overall good athlete from Grayling in uh, Nick Hunter. Hitting 429, scored 24 runs, hitting high in the uh, order, eight doubles, 20 steals. That's just a useful, useful athlete I can put at any number of spots on the field. Then after that, I am gonna go Surprisingly, I'm going to take another player from Misek. Okay. Trying to make my mind which one now. Yeah, I'm going to take Gabe Parrish from Misek, hitting 471, 10 extra base hits, 31 RBIs, 35 runs, 35 stolen bases. Those are just big numbers. Misek's having a pretty solid season. Yeah, they are. Softball and baseball.
0: All right. Typically, when we do these drafts, we always assume full health. And uh, one player that I did want to draft uh, from the Trevor City area, uh, he ran into a bit of trouble here uh, shortly after we did his recruiting story, I believe. Um, tore his meniscus in his knee. Uh, but he's, I mean, he's Central's ace on the mound when he's healthy, and he's a really good outfielder, uh, of which I, I have a need for in this, uh, in this lineup. So I'm going to take Trevor City Central's Sam Schmidt. My second-to-last pick
2: at number 23. Next for me, I am going to go ahead and take my catcher. I don't know if I'm going to steal one of James's, but hopefully, I do just so I can put him in a sticky situation. But I'm going to go out to Boyne City and take Nick Aon. I can't. I, I talked to his mom at the game. She told me how to say it. A O W N or A W O N. It's not A one. It's like Aon. 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 Yeah, something like that. But. Sorry for butchering the name. Uh, was impressed when I saw him play against uh, Traverse City St. Francis. Uh, he caught the whole first game, pitched in the second game. Uh, but he, he is normally a catcher. Uh, but he's got a bat on him. He's one of the, he's one of the leaders of that Boyne City team, and he, he's a very vocal leader too. So I would like to have somebody like that on a fantasy team. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out to the Glen Lake Well, as you mentioned. A lot of value here. We haven't yeah. had a Laker yet, which yeah. is probably. Uh, yeah, it, uh, hey, inaccurate we, but, but still we we, hey, we don't
1: have their stats so it's tough yeah yeah
2: so it's harder for us to pick but i've seen glenn but Lake we know play. they have good players that's what i'm saying so. i've seen glenn Lake play i've seen some good quality uh stuff and i remember when i was you know sitting in the booth hearing some side you know side facts you know this is one guy i'd like to have my team and drew peterson playing He can play first base he pitches too uh man he i he he in the games against kingsley joe lewis did a fantastic job and not letting him Really get on base, I believe, in the doubleheader. He struck out five times, but that he hasn't struck out that much all year. Uh, he is a power hitter. He can hit. He can hit the ball. We, we know how good of an athlete Drew Peterson is, and for him to, to be on my fantasy team is definitely a plus.
1: You still follow him on Twitter?
2: I don't think so. Actually, still I do follow, follow you on Twitter. Nah, yeah, we follow <laughs> each other still. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I'm going to I'm gonna double-dip here and go back to the back Glenlake picks. Uh, the only spot left on my roster as far as a defensive position is on the infield. While it's not a perfect match, uh, second base, the way my lineup looks now, is what stands open, but I'm going to take Glenlake's Joey Fosmore, uh, who typically plays third, and hey, that's another another nice arm to put in my rotation. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take Fosmore here at number... Uh, 26. Another big kid who
1: can hit for some power, too. And that just leaves James with the last pick, I believe. Alright, and I gotta take a catcher, so... So yeah, I've I, I gotta take a catcher here, so uh, you know, a lot of good players still on the board, too. So as usual, we players, can make yeah. a couple of other good teams out of uh, out of what's left here, but I'm gonna go with uh, Traverse City St. Francis and Artie Dotmers to get a catcher. Uh, he's hitting 360 with a pair of homers, 24 RBIs, 32 runs, which is... Pretty remarkable for the catcher spot. He does run and, pretty well and eleven, I saying, and 11
2: steals. i say, but we know Artie is the the cornerback who's going to play football at Butler. So I his uh, I don't think his legs on the base pass would surprise me at all, even though he's a catcher.
1: <laughs> he played second base last year. Yeah, that just means versatility. There's a lot of good players out there, man. Yeah,
2: we got we got to do our normal.
1: Uh, yeah, the, the the two that really stand out, I think to me, that is uh, Marty McDonald and Riley Sullivan. Yep.
2: It was one of my Traverse City Central guys.
1: And a third-point city guy in Corbin Wilhelm.
2: Yep. Uh, another West guy I thought you might have been wrestling with, River with River He's
1: had a solid season. Yep.
2: Somebody who I I actually really wanted to pick, but it just didn't quite get to it, is Cole Regneris from Manton. Uh, yep. Who else we got here? You, you got anybody else on your list? I got a Hugh Perryard, Suns Bay. Nate Schmuckle yep. and Tommy Gallagher, both from St. Francis.
1: Mm-hmm. Bryce Opie from Suns Bay. Too. Yep.
2: Uh, like a Ben Lynch. Ben Lentz from Charlevoix, Charlevoix yeah. yeah that, that was a big one that I four eighty one
1: didn't get drafted. Yeah, he
2: was he's sitting right here in the sneaky sneaky bottom part of my draft. No, another pitcher, and I'm I'm, I mean, for obvious reasons,
0: we've named a lot of St. Francis kids because I mean they're ranked in the state and you know looking to make a deep postseason run. But Tyler Pritchard, pitch, yeah. pitcher oh, better than forty four innings and a mm-hmm. sub one or excuse me a sub point seven ERA and a sub one WHIP. Uh, Josh Bradfield from over there was pretty good too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as some uh, other ones, Darren Childs from Benzie Central. Uh, you still had Brady Hunter playing the outfield for Gaylord St. Mary. Tom Ross at Benzie Central.
2: A couple of the Gaylord St. Mary, Stephen Koshoniak. Yeah. And I was wrestling with who, if I was going to take him or even Andrew Zelinsky He's had a career season. Uh, every time I talk to them out there, they just they're excited about that kid.
0: Chasing or Solid Forest area. Yeah.
2: He's just a great athlete all around, no matter what sport he plays. Luke Linder, Trevor City Central. I don't think we mentioned him yet.
1: No. Another kid from Grayling, Ryan Anderson. He's hitting 457 this year. Some pretty nice numbers. Um, some of the numbers for these music guys uh, Cole Spencer is hitting 448, 54 stolen bases. Wow, that's
2: Hannah Solomon numbers.
1: <laughs> yeah, Dalton Sabo, 412, with 35 RBIs and 35 runs and 23 steals. Kyle Clough, 471, with 31 RBIs and 32 runs. Tanner Ford, 468, with 43 runs and 48 steals.
2: Do you guys want to run through our teams real quick? Yeah, let's do that. I guess I can, I can start off. Since you're the, the number, number one, one. one pick. Yeah, I start off with Jake Riggs from Brethren. I'm going to have my ace on the mound. And then Jack Beltink from Traverse City West. Brad Kowalski from Gaylord, Jake Griffiths from Bear Lake, Sam DeKuyper from Traverse City West, Joseph Mogenberg from Gaylord St. Mary, Colin Jewett from Misek, Nick Awan from Boyne City, Drew Peterson from Glen Lake. I'm happy with it, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm happy
0: uh, drafting second, never getting to double up those picks. I don't like that. I've got St. Francis's Danny Passanel, Gaylord St. Mary's Drew Koenig, Joe Berg's Tanner Schimmel, St. Francis's Colin Endress, Kingsley's Owen Graves, Onekama's Luke Montler, Gaylord's Quinn Schultz, Traverse City Central's Sam Schmidt, and Glen Lakes' Joey Fosmore. James.
1: Yeah, with my first pick, I took Ethan Hills from Boyne City, who can play, uh, you know, pitcher or anywhere in the field, pretty much. Uh, Joe Lewis, my second pick from Kingsley, again another guy that can pitch, play anywhere in the field. Matt Corrado from Traverse City Central. Matt uh, Jacob Bradkey from Kingsley. Braden Brown from Traverse City West. Keaton Peckett from Traverse City St. Francis gives me a shortstop. Nick Hunter from Grayling gives me uh, just another fast outfielder. And uh, Gabe Parrish from Mesick has some good, good pop in his bat there. And Artie Dutmers from Traverse City St. Francis behind the dish.
0: That is your 2019 fantasy prep baseball draft brought to you by jimmy johns two locations in traverse city order a tasty sandwich today with the jimmy johns app that was a lot of fun guys i'm glad we get to do this every year and uh i mean it goes without saying at this point especially since i say it every time but i just i really wish we could make these games happen actually play it out on the field and see how it goes it would be a a lot of fun
2: Maybe instead of, like, the Record Eagle Honor Roll meet, we'll make, like, the Record Eagle Fantasy Baseball Tournament and talk all the kids into coming down and basically doing a big old game of pickup. But, see, the problem uh, lies in the fact that
0: three in other sport, well, in, in these sports, <laughs> they would be considered all-star games yeah. because players are combined into teams. Yeah. Track and field works because every player gets to represent their own school separately. Yeah. And it's, you know, if somebody at the MHSA is listening, fine. Because that's a really freaking dumb rule, just so you know.
1: Yeah, the, the, the ban in all-star games is kind of silly. I mean, you can have them, but it's got to be after the season's done, and they can only be seniors who already graduated. And sorry, so, seniors
0: aren't always the best players either.
1: Not necessarily, no. <laughs> we had a bunch of uh, underclassmen drafted here. Uh, and Jake, just in case you want Jake Riggs' stats. Yeah. These, uh, you'll just kind of, I and mean, you may be surprised, maybe not. 728 batting average. Jesus, <laughs> I think it's more like an on base percentage the way they figure their, their stats. But uh, even even so, if that's it's, it's an on base percentage, that's pretty sweet. Uh, Eleven doubles, eight triples, seven home runs, nine walks, and has only struck out three times this season. God, uh, pitching has one hundred and forty two strikeouts in sixty two innings, oh. and has only walked fourteen. Has plunked five guys. And has a point five seven ERA. Guys, honest, if you're never walking them, yeah. Right. So you
2: said a point five seven ERA.
1: .575 ERA.
2: Okay, so definitely worth the number one pick. I was, I, I was not mistaken in my in my assumptions.
1: And I've seen him play. He's yeah. legit. Yeah. I mean, he. I mean, they when they were playing Pine River in that game at, at the ballpark. You know, formerly known as Waterfall Park. Now, now it's called PittsBitter Park. Uh, he, like the Pine River, bad. Every batter was just overmatched. Yeah. I don't. They were just completely overmatched. He, <laughs> he didn't even have to have control; he could just throw high strikes, and yeah. they were just flailing at him. Yeah, and everything. But he, but he did have pretty good control too. Uh, you know, they, they couldn't lay off stuff, and he just was dominating that game. There was a complete different game.
2: Twenty-eight for batting average. Are you
1: serious? There's a complete difference in that first game and second game, because he wasn't pitching.
0: Let's go ahead and listen to that interview that we recorded with Kingsley's Jake Woboking, Jake Radke, and Owen Graves, who dropped by the Get Around Podcast studio on Monday. Uh, Also, big thanks to them for taking some time out of their holiday to join us. Let's go ahead and listen to that now. I'm excited to welcome three guests into the Get Around Podcast studio, this episode 83, and uh, three Kingsley Stags joining us, Jake Wobeking, Jake Radke, and Owen Graves, today in studio on Memorial Day. Gentlemen, thanks for coming in, and uh, we're happy to have you here. Thanks Thanks for for having us. All right, so we we definitely have to start uh, with the Northwest Conference title. Um, at least from our perspective, I think it's super exciting when it kind of comes down to that final doubleheader. And, uh, you know, I don't know what your personal rivalries are with Glen Lake, but it just seems like to have it come against Glen Lake in that type of situation makes it even more exciting. First, what was the mindset going in uh, to that doubleheader? Uh, Jake Wobeking? I'll start with you.
4: Just focused the whole time. Just not messing around. please just ready to
3: go.
0: Jake Radke? Uh,
3: finish. We always focus on finishing this year and being able to close out both games.
0: Oh, and did you feel like you guys were favorites for the Northwest Conference coming into this season? Because I think we talked about it on the podcast earlier this year when we did our baseball preview show, and uh, we kind of thought so. Did you guys feel that
4: way? Um, we kind of thought like we were gonna, like we were definitely the favorites. So we didn't want to like blow it or anything. So we had to focus up and get it done. So was there some added pressure there because you felt like you, you should win it? Uh, maybe a little bit, but it wasn't really anything we could have felt like majorly.
2: Now this was the first time, and I believe uh, Coach Graves told me, 14 years for Kingsley to win Northwest Conference, only fourth time in school history, only second time you guys did it outright, uh, not sharing a title. I mean, did that have anything to do with it too? Because you you, If you guys split with Glen Lake in that doubleheader, you still would have had a share of the title at the very least, but it wasn't like, you know, these, both of these games have to go down. We have to take the Lakers down because we want this all to ourselves.
3: Like, after we won the first game, I kind of, like, brought the team together and told them I don't want to just lose the second game. I don't really care if we, like, get p- dual, dual winning. I just want to win it solely, especially against Glen Lake. They've always been a rival to us, and it was, like, it p- kind of felt a little personal. Like, in football, they've always been rivals in basketball, so it just felt a little personal.
0: Is it sort of hard to wrap your minds around, uh, you know, that it was fourteen years? I mean, we I mean, we, I mean, we ask you. Years old, right? Yeah, we ask you or, 16, or whoever's yeah. like, man, that's you guys accomplished something that hasn't happened in so long. Is it sort of hard to comprehend when you know I don't know what at what point you started paying attention to the varsity teams ahead of you, but is it sort of hard to comprehend that you guys did something that, you know, go for the first time that goes back to say when you were just. 3 4 years old maybe.
3: I think uh mainly we were focusing on last year we came second to Frankfurt and I think it kind of made, made us focus a little bit more this year and wanted a little bit more. And I think that's what we were really comparing everything to is trying to outdo what we did last season.
2: Now fr- Frankfurt has had a bit of a down year mm-hmm. considered to what you guys are probably used to and them always kind of battling at the top. Is that something that you guys saw early in the season and decided we really need to take advantage of this because with the Northwest Conference you guys could really be the top dogs or how did you guys approach it at the beginning of the season when you kind of started off on a good roll? Mm-hmm. We kind of knew that
4: Frankfurt was going to lose a lot of kids and we knew Glen Lake was going to lose a few kids. So we were like, like we knew that we had a lot of kids that could play. So we were like, well, this is our year. Then, like last year, we won twenty five games. Or something like I think it was twenty five, and I think we won the same amount this year, but we won the conference championship. So
2: now there there is a lot of young guys on your team. Uh, Owen being a sophomore, I know Joe Lewis is is still just an underclassman. He's one of your guys is probably your ace pitcher. Um, a lot one another one of your guys is good bats. I mean, this like you said, you, you won twenty five games last year. You you win the Northwest Conference this year. Obviously the postseasons coming up, but. With the future and with the young guys that you have, do you think this is the start to to a pretty good run in Kingsley baseball? What do you guys think about the future, and especially with you guys, you know, just graduating this past weekend? What do you think about the underclassmen that are on your team and what they can do for the future of Kingsley?
3: I think they really can do something special. I've noticed uh, freshman Evan Douglas; he's really stepped up, and he's been a great pitcher, and he's been great at hitting. And I believe as more of the underclassmen come up, they will develop into really good players.
4: We have a lot of good kids on JV that also need to bring their grades up. But if they do that, we can see a future in the baseball. I
0: I did want to jump back to Frankfurt real quick, uh, in particular a question for Owen, because I know you steal a good number of bases. Uh, Brett Zimmerman graduates. He's obviously been behind the plate for Frankfurt for a while. Was it weird that there were actually scenarios where you could steal against Frankfurt
4: this year? (laughs) For sure. Yeah, for sure, because, like, I think I stole on him once last year, but, like, I think I got caught once. Like, But, like, this year when we played him, we could have just stole, like, a lot more than we could last year and I think that's what you're kind of thinking too like it was just a lot easier to steal I
0: I just I think it was your dad I think we talked to Bruce uh head coach for Kingsley last year um and he said something like you know you you didn't even really bother trying to steal against Frankfurt because he was so good back there and if somebody decided to go on their own it was he was ready to of pull his hair out yeah, a little bit.
2: Sure. <laughs> now you guys obviously have you know playoffs coming up. We got districts here on Saturday. That's a real big day for everybody. Um, how do you guys start to after winning the title, which is you know first time you guys have done this? How do you guys prepare for districts, or what type of you know momentum are you guys dragging along with you as you head into the the, the playoffs? We
4: just want to beat St. Francis. That's all we really. That's all we really want at the moment. Yeah, they took us out last year. Out of districts so we're hoping to win a district title
3: against them. Just try to stay focused try to take it game by game though you don't want to jump Mm -hmm. to conclusions you want to stay focused and be able to finish and then if it happens against St. Francis it happens we'll see him at the district championship.
2: How sweet would it be to see them in that spot, and I mean, what would would be your attitude when it's in a district final game and you know if there's one team standing in your way between you and what could happen? What is the attitude when you do that, especially when it's a team like St. Francis that you've had and you know that they are a quality team again this year?
3: Uh, Well, we've been kind of saying that uh, our season's called the revenge tour, and from what happened last year, we came second and we lost to St. Francis. Well, since it's a revenge tour, we took conference, and now hopefully if we see him in the championship, we'll be able to take them down.
0: So would you say winning conference has been the bigger motivator for you guys this year or trying to get back and avenge that loss uh, from last year?
4: I'd say avenge the loss. Yeah, like, yeah. How,
0: how I mean, how deep did that sit with you during the off season? Like how, how bitter were you after getting beat uh, in districts last year by the Glads?
3: I think it pushed people to get better. I think it really pushed our underclassmen to step up, and it just gave them a mindset: we gotta get better and we gotta get this done.
2: Now, now we've talked. We've talked a bit about this uh, in the office, maybe a little bit on the podcast, uh, but you know, starting in the fall, uh, Kingsley as an athletic program as a whole has had a very, very good year. Um, you know, with soccer, football obviously turning around. I mean, you guys now winning uh championship. I mean, track and field is going. I mean, we, we've kind of talked about the culture of athletics at Kingsley, but now that you guys are able to put baseball onto the level with the rest of the athletic programs, I mean, what does that mean to you to kind of live up to the rest of the Stag's hype? Uh, honored. It was our senior
3: year, and, well, I played football, and we had a great football season, and so I was – and a lot of us that played football – We were like, okay, we need to carry this over. We need to keep on going, and it seems to be working out. So, honored.
0: Well, I did want to ask the two of you who graduated uh, on Friday, you know, just what obviously focuses kind of primarily on baseball at this point. Did you kind of, were you able to take some time to sort of think about, you, you know, wow, high school is finally over, that kind of thing? Or does it sort of feel like because you're still playing baseball? Your senior year is still alive for now.
4: It's. It feels like it's still alive. Mm-hmm. For
3: sure. doesn't feel like it's over yet. I want to mm-hmm. be able to finish baseball season on a high note. So I just keep thinking it's still going.
2: So, does it always feel like you guys are kind of just like fighting for one more day? Mm-hmm. One more day mm-hmm. as a stag? I just got to get one more practice, one more game. Is that the attitude that you guys kind of are taking into playoffs as upperclassmen?
3: Oh yeah, at the beginning of the season like you don't really realize, oh this is my last year but when it starts getting near the end you're like, wow, I need to start really savoring this and really enjoying it and just want to keep on going, keep on rolling
0: Alright, it's time for the Freaky Fast Five uh, just five kind of random fun, rapid fire questions for our guests here before we uh, let them get back out on this holiday and uh, we'll start with one uh, from the realm of film, just what's what's a terrible movie that each of you
4: loves? I've watched all the shark, all the Sharknado movies. Those movies are terrible. <laughs> I,
2: just, okay. I love to sit there and make fun of them. But isn't so, there like five of them? Yeah, there's so many. Yeah. There's yeah. so many. Is there a different plot line in each one? Or is it literally just a Sharknado that really. comes
4: like, th- It's really just the same thing over and over.
2: <laughs> and with a lot of celebrity cameos. Yeah, yeah that's that's another thing I like. <laughs> so bad. Sharknado. I don't know if I've met anybody who's seen all five Sharknadoes. You can put that on your resume. Yeah. You know? <laughs> i sat through
4: all five of the Sharknadoes movies.
2: What about you guys?
3: Uh, I don't know. Those movies Like where they always show like killer spiders, those are always really stupid to me. I can't even think of them. There's so many of them. <laughs> I don't think I have one, honestly.
0: All right. What's your favorite movie then? I
3: don't think I have one, really. All right. And you're boring. All right, now, here's, here, here's a
2: good question. I like this one. What are you really happy that you're terrible at? Like, what is one thing that you are really happy that you're terrible at? Dancing. Okay. Yeah, for sure.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Dancing? Mm-hmm. So you guys don't yeah, like to I dance? So, or is it just you're really bad at it, so really, you don't want to? Really bad at it. And you're happy that you're bad at it because then you don't have to do it. Yep. Exactly. exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that's, a,
0: that's one way to think about it. Who's got the best nicknames on the team? Okay, what's
2: yours, Owen? OG. OG. Oh, well, that right. makes sense. All right. makes a That's lot of good. sense. You got some other ones for us? J-Red. Okay. J-Red. Okay. Big Red. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. I mean, Joe Lewis is just like a Joe Lewis. Yeah, Joe, Lou. Joe Lou. Joe Lou. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I us say, can you give him a nickname with a with it being a famous person's name. Well, it's not spelled the same, but still. Mm-hmm. Bearded dragon, we call him that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my favorite, actually. <laughs> the bearded
0: dragon. All right, uh, hunting or fishing? Both. All
3: right. Fishing.
0: Fishing. Okay.
2: What's the biggest fish
3: you've ever caught? Uh, probably uh, rock bass down,
4: in, or rock
3: fish down in Mexico.
2: Okay. Oh, nice. So, like, deep sea fishing? Yep.
4: Okay. I caught a big brook trout one time that was probably, like, 20 inches. What do you like to hunt for, Jake? Uh, Whitetail. Okay. Any luck recently? Uh, last year I got a five-point, and then the year before that I shot uh, eight point. Okay, nice. a eight-point. Okay, nice. Bow or gun? Uh, la- this last year was a bow. Okay. You know before that was a gun.
0: This might be a tough question, uh, but you're about to get in a fight. What song comes on as a soundtrack?
3: Back in black. Yeah, for sure. Back in black. That was our football theme song. I always
2: get your hype. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's no other way around. It. But that
0: yeah, that works perfect for you guys. Football mm-hmm. season,
2: the whole turnaround and everything. That's awesome. So now I'm thinking about that question. Who? Do, what, what song am I? Whoops! to? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I always think of like the Matrix. You know, like when they go into that. Oh my God! I can't. I don't even know the name of the song, but I know, I can hear I, it too. Yeah, yeah, I can
0: too. All right, and the last one the, we ask this one every once in a while, but it's always fun because there's so many different choices. But your favorite superhero and why?
4: Batman, because he's like low key and he's like cool. He's got all these gadgets and stuff, and he gets all the girls and stuff. So <laughs> good.
2: He's also rich on the side. Oh yeah, yeah as a hobby, yeah. and he's got a butler. I got butler who like is much more than a butler. Yeah, <laughs> that guy ain't just ain't a butler. But...
3: Uh, Iron Man because he's rich and he's super smart and he gets more girls than Batman. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: come on, That'd be a pretty interesting uh, 1v1 right there. Batman versus Iron Man. Yeah.
3: Come on, you know Batman but, would lose. Yeah, probably. He's <laughs> <Yeah>. still
4: <So> cool. <laughs> uh, i probably say Iron Man. Just, yeah. I
2: man, don't have a reason why. But <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I actually had this conversation when we were at the bar last night. Somebody brought up the superpower that you'd like to have. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, I'd like to fly or be invisible. Like, I just want to be the Flash. Yeah, Straight that's up. what I was kind of thinking, You could too. be, you could, I, I think, especially in an athletic standpoint, you could be the greatest athlete of all time if you were the Flash. And you could even, like, hide it. But you could you could probably play baseball as a one-man team. Mm-hmm. You could pitch the ball, you could catch the ball, you could run out and catch it in the field. Yeah, he's, you know I'm saying? Yeah. Bunt it and just make it to second base. Like... I, I, football, even you mm-hmm. need some blockers, but ain't nobody gonna catch you, man. Getting a swimming pool or something—that's basically like teleporting too. There's there's way too much. That's Aiden right there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. Is you got the faster you are, I think the better, and you don't need to fly. Even if you're invisible, I think he goes so fast he can be invisible, basically, right. at the mm-hmm. speed of light. So wrap a ball into one. All right, that wraps up our conversation on this episode of
0: the Get Around. Uh, thank you. Jake, Jake, and Owen for uh, joining the podcast. Appreciate it. Great having you guys here. Thank you. Yeah, good, thank look, you. good
2: luck at Districts. Thank, thank, you. You. Thank, you. thank
0: you. Another big thank you to Kingsley's Jake Wilberking, Jake Radke, and
2: Owen Graves for joining the Get Around Podcast. Just like uh, my fantasy team, we just had a host of Jakes in the in the podcast studio on Monday. Yeah, that was, when I admit it, was a little
0: awkward because I felt like I couldn't just say Jake, so then I was referring to them by first and yeah, last full name
2: hey, Jake asking you go, questions. Hey, Jake, Ed, if you want to put in here, don't worry about me. But yeah, thanks for them for coming in. Congratulations again on a Northwest Conference title, and I know they're looking forward to districts. They they made it sound, they, they've really had an eye on St. Francis, uh, it seems like. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, they should. Yeah. I mean, they—they probably are the team to beat. And if they can get to a district
0: final and beat St. Francis, they gotta feel really good about their chances to, you know, get to a Final Four. Yeah,
2: and keep on pushing along. But that's all the baseball, right? That's all our baseball for today.
0: Yeah, we've got uh, Ath Tweet of the Week now,
2: and um, James picked one out and then he ditched us. Yeah, he left after the interview. Or before the interview, technically. That's why you weren't graced by his voice. There's just too many. (laughs) It would be really funny because there wasn't one, but there was. There would have been too many cooks in the kitchen with six of us in the podcast studio. So, ironically enough, the cook left. (laughs) Yeah, even though he's not here, we do have
0: uh, Ath tweet of the week. His selection. No, was it yours? No, it was mine. Oh, okay, okay. It popped up on my timeline. He just uh, he endorsed the follow. Uh, she's a former Traverse City St. Francis girls basketball player, uh, Gigi Ward. And uh, he endorsed her account in general as one worth following. She tweets funny things. She's got a good uh, personality on social media for sure. And uh, just the other day, uh, she tweeted, and this is at itsgeeg, so at I-T-S-G-E-E-G, I'm sitting at one of the worst family dinners I've ever had to experience, and I look over in the middle of it and see my 16-year-old sister swiping on Tinder.
2: <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> that is uh... That's pretty funny. I guess her sister wasn't having too good of a time either. I <laughs> I'm I'm, uh,
0: I'm trying to find out or figure out if that made dinner better or worse. I'm
2: sure it was a talking point. I don't know that I, I don't know that I'd want to break Tinder out in front of my I mean family I have a few dinner. questions
0: about this dinner. I, I you know what, what made it so terrible? What they were eating? You know, was this at a restaurant or at the family dinner table?
2: I think it's worse if it's at the family table. What was dinner the
0: topic table? of conversation?
2: There's there's a lot of unknown, but all we do know is that her 16-year-old sister was either bored or out of it enough to be on Tinder in the middle of dinner. What's the worst family dinner you ever had? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> we we can't talk about it. See, I think that's why she had to dumb it down to that type of tweet. You can't talk about those bad family dinners, man. Yeah, I, I I, don't know. I don't have one that really pops
0: into my mind. I'm sure they were there, but I probably just blocked them out. I don't know.
2: Oh, man, I mean, I've seen a few family dinners. Yeah, but there was a Thanksgiving where at least three or four of my family members were so drunk they couldn't even... And eat dinner like so, they're just sleeping on the couch before dinner is even served. And this is, dude, we eat dinner on Thanksgiving at one in the afternoon. <laughs> 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 so it's Thanksgiving lunch, yeah, but it's still dinner because you don't eat dinner
0: again after it. Oh, you do uh, I, you, the next you day, get them out of the refrigerator and heat
2: up the leftovers. Yeah, couple that's, hours later. yeah, I mean, it's like 10 o'clock at night, but yeah, maybe with your family. Yeah, we shouldn't. I, I mean, <laughs> honestly, we don't need to go into how bad my family's uh, dinners have been. But uh, yeah. yeah, it keeps life interesting. I'll put it that way. Quality, quality tweet there, and uh, I think we've know. all been there, but maybe not in twenty nineteen, where Tinder was able to save us from said dinner.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, time for the get around Hall of Fame. We're gonna try to try to wrap this show up rather quickly, and uh, we're going to induct the next intrainee into the. Get around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. And even though James is not here...
2: We're just going to vote for him.
0: Maybe we should call Harrison and get him in
2: for this segment. Just a little, just a little phone
0: call. Patch him in. And, uh, Where are the
2: candidates, though? We have, we, have, yeah, we, we have one put up from James, but we'll we have do. to pseudo-vote for him.
0: Yeah, and his is Traverse City Central's Riley Sullivan, uh, who really, you know, should have gotten picked in our fantasy draft. Yeah,
2: but we we mentioned just, him right off top again. It's
0: just how it goes sometimes. You get it? It, you get in the heat of that draft war room, and sometimes a guy that should have gotten picked just slips, slips
2: through the cracks. But you you know, not not to any fault of their own. I mean, that's no. it's on the drafters. I mean, we have to we've talked we talked about this again, but what 27 kids out of better than probably 500 yeah. that that we deal with staring through numbers. So yeah. Definitely was worthy, but what was his performance for the Hall of Fame? Yeah, so this, again, this is on
0: behalf of Mr. Jimmy James Cook. Uh, Riley was 6-for-8 with eight RBIs, three runs scored, and a homer, and two doubles against Sheboygan on Thursday. That's a game. Yeah. Or two. I don't don't know if this is a double. If that's one, wow. That would have had to gone extras to get eight at-bats in one game, so it has got to be a doubleheader. But
2: I have another person in a doubleheader. That really, really tore it up. You kind of made it up. I I still say she should be my candidate since I drafted her last week. But I worked the day it happened, and I wrote her down, and I'm the one who noticed it as a Hall of Fame performance.
3: Fine.
2: Charlotte Voice, Hannah Solomon. We've talked about her speed, but this isn't just about speed. In a doubleheader against Ellsworth on Friday, she went 7 for 7, scoring 7 runs. So every time she touched base, she crossed home plate. Had 4 RBIs, a double and a home run, but... What really blows my mind, 11 steals in the doubleheader. She had six in the fir- or five in the first game, six in the second. So just outdid herself in the second game. There's obviously nothing that people can do when she's on the base paths. When we did our s- softball draft last week, I believe she was at like 54 steals. I can only imagine how many she put up last week uh, with, with 11, on, 11 on Friday alone. I think she's going to be breaking her record from last year when I believe she had 63. She's probably already passed that point. But 7 for 7, four RBIs, home run. Seven runs and 11 stolen bases. Hannah Solomon, Charlotte Boys, my player of the week nominee. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Brett, Brett has just pulled up Hannah Solomon's steal numbers on the year. What is it? She's up to 77 stolen bases on oh the season. 77 in 27 games? Yeah. So she's averaging more, better than three steals a game.
0: That's insane.
2: That is that is incredible, and there
0: ain't nobody throwing her out. her the, her Her steal percentage is ninety six point three percent.
2: So what? Maybe twice she's been uh, been tagged out. Maybe uh, twice caught stealing. seventy seven out of eighty. Oh three. Oh lordy. Good luck. Good luck, guys. But who's <laughs> our who's our uh, who's
0: our last nominee for the week? Yeah, our last nominee is Traverse City West Sprinter Tony Gallegos who won four Big North Conference track titles on Wednesday, the 100-200, and then as part of the 4x1 and 4x200 relays, I believe. And uh, you should definitely check out Jake's story that ran in Sunday's paper uh, as well, A Culture of Speed. Uh, it was a nice little feature that uh, Mr. Atenham put together just about the Historic run that West has
2: been on since what two thousand eleven? Two thousand eleven, yeah. The sprinters, the, the one hundred, and two hundred, and the relays have just been outrageous. Yeah, make sure you look at that. There's some pretty staggering numbers in there. Yeah, it's a, it's a good, good, it's a good read. Um, but Tony Gallegos, so, is so, making that, making that on going on to states uh, after you know yeah. a couple good weeks running in the one hundred and two hundred. Obviously, in the grand scheme of things, winning four conference track titles
0: is a bigger deal. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna make James's vote irrelevant, whether it's here or not. I think, <laughs> and uh, cast my vote for Hannah Solomon, um, just because that's, and you just don't see that. No. Um,
2: Double digit steals. So I'm, I'm assuming you're gonna you're gonna vote your yeah. Own no, I I think the moment I saw that happen last week, I was like, this is this is gonna be my vote. So Hannah Solomon, speeding her way into the Hall of Fame. Yes, the uh, most recent addition to the Get
0: Around Podcast Hall of Fame. Most exclusive club in northern Michigan. Congrats, Hannah. You
2: earned it. And the... seventy seven times over, probably. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have to look at the record books and see if she's getting anywhere close to that because Yeah. Man. Yeah. She might be somewhere in the MHSA record books already.
0: The only bit of business we really have left today is the Trifecta, which isn't really a Trifecta anymore since James walked out on us. Better things to do, apparently. We we're just going to uh, share our coolest in-game experiences and or promotion uh, you know that we've gotten to witness or be a part of at a sporting event uh, a, a bit uh, in honor of the Pitspitters opening up Tuesday, so tomorrow as of this recording. Today probably at the earliest as of when you're listening to this recording. Uh, but in any case, Pit Spitters open up against the Green Bay Booyah.
1: Yeah, uh, on Tuesday,
0: May twenty eighth. Um, the new Northwoods League college woodbat team uh, in Traverse City, and uh, I know they're going to be doing some cool stuff at the park. I'm curious to see it. Uh, you know, I hope that, I, I hope that people are curious to see it and they get out to the ballpark. Always good to uh, catch a catch a baseball game. Hopefully, the weather takes care of things. But Jake, it's always it's
2: always exciting to see what type of like little nights and promotions and. I mean, you think about everything that the Tigers do throughout the year where they mm-hmm. have Michigan State night, Michigan night, or Star Wars night where everybody dresses up in their Jedi robes and goes mm-hmm. to the games. I'm sure the Pit Spitters are going to have some pretty fun stuff. They've already announced a few that they have planned for the summer. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how that can go, and especially in a town like ours. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fun stuff going on. So what's, uh, what's, your, what's your favorite that you've one, experienced, though? One that I, I guess it wasn't like a public promotion, uh, but the one that I'll bring up was I believe I was in third grade. And I wrote an essay contest into the Detroit Free Press to, press to win um, a experience with the Detroit Pistons, and some way somehow I won. I got four tickets to the New Year's Eve game, uh, for the Pistons. And we went. The cool part was is that as part of it, we got to do like a pregame, like kids on the court shoot around and meet like uh, Rick Mahorn, Joe Dumars, and stuff like that. Uh, but the cool thing was is since it was New Year's Eve. They didn't just do, like, normal piss and stuff. They gave out everybody in certain sections. They gave out all the New Year's, like, hats and the noisemakers and the bottles. So it was, like, crazy, crazy uh, inside of the Palace of Auburn Hills with noise and noisemakers. It wasn't just the normal screaming and yelling. Everybody was dressed up in their party hats and had their streamers and everything. Uh, But I I, I was a young kid. I think I was in third grade. But I I still remember that to this day, getting to go out on the court uh, and then having the whole New Year's festivities because it was a late game. It was an 8 or 9 o'clock game, so we actually celebrated the New Year inside of the palace. Uh, they did a big countdown on the on the board and everybody had all their stuff. I mean, it was really, really cool. There, there's been plenty more that I've been to, but it's like that or something like, uh, and as weird as it sounds, I love going to uh, bring your dog to the park day at Comerica Park because then there's just pups all over the place. Um, that's always a good time, but, but what about you?
0: Growing up and going to at least one Packers game every year or so from the time that I was about 10 years old. Uh, It just was always, I mean, it was always fun to see, especially as a kid, you know, walking in the gate, what they were going to give you as you entered. Um, You know, I guess sort of uh, akin to something like Pittsburgh where they hand out the terrible towels. Uh, Green Bay would do something similar, not necessarily the same thing every week or I don't know. Maybe Steelers fans bring their own towels. I don't know. Anyway, uh, but every Packers game they give away something. Whether it's like the the noise sticks that you bang together or uh, little miniature cheese heads. Like they actually gave. I think one time they gave away these little uh, cheese head puppets that actually had faces on it, so they weren't exactly like what you would wear. What fans would wear on their head, but um, there was just. But then one thing that they gave away that I mean it's materially it's not worth anything Uh, but uh, I went to the Thanksgiving game against the Bears uh, when they retired Brett Favre's number and they gave away uh, flags with his number on it and a little um, you know like Favre forever or something Mm -hmm. like I can't remember exactly what's written on it but you know just to have been there for that particular experience uh, was cool and you know little souvenir that I'll probably always hold
2: on does, to. Does it say like far four like with a yeah. number four yeah, or something like that makes that makes, yeah. that makes yeah. a lot of sense. That's a pretty easy marketing term. Yeah. <laughs> but that's still awesome. That's cool. I mean, I think that's what I, I I mean and I'll just put it out there. I think that's what the the pittsbitters need to do in order to drive younger families and kids getting out there and that's what makes kids remember games. I mean, it, just in our podcast studio here, we have six six bobbleheads that James has acquired one way or another, from sporting events, from the Lions, from the Red Wings. I mean, just stuff like that, you know, is, is enough to make people remember or want to come back or do something like that. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm excited for the summer season. I think that they'll have a lot of stuff going on, and if you know if it's all executed right, I think the people of Traverse City are going to have some fun out there.
0: I don't know if this has been confirmed yet, but I heard a rumor that they're going to have a bring your cat to Pittsburgh's Park night. That's, see, that's a little different. No, I think it probably has to be on a leash.
2: Which should be but, really uh, I, I, I would be really weird. I think it
0: would be weird to be at a baseball game
2: and just see hundreds of cats on leashes. Yeah, just seeing hundreds around. of cats on leashes anywhere I think would still just be weird. It would just be like a weird sight to but see. But I kind of want to see it. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like cats actually are, I know that dogs have... Uh, have a history of like you know our I guess a reputation of being like aggressive or wanting to like fight or whatever. Man, I feel like there would be some serious cat fights if you put a bunch of random cats into a into a stadium on leashes. <laughs> like trying to hold them back. Uh, but Hopefully, yeah, yeah, um, hopefully, there's no mice at Pittsburgh's park. Be there won't. The there list. won't be if they. uh Yeah, that's what they do. They, they bring they, the cats. May, maybe that. Maybe that's the real. Oh. It's underlying. Uh I we, we're not making a claim that there's rats at Pittsburgh's park No, so you know. <laughs> no,
0: pure, purely purely <laughs> joking, a joke. joking. Purely a joke. Uh but yeah, we're excited for that to get started and uh that season see how the new team in
2: Traverse City does. Yeah, Brett'll be giving some coverage of that tomorrow so make sure you take a look out for the uh first game of the season from the Pittsburghers. But that's about it, isn't it? We just have to uh throw some
0: Jimmy John's coupons. Ah, we can get you fed. Window, get somebody fed and uh, that's somebody is Amy Stockdale from Frankfurt? Uh, she was one of many who, uh, uh, one of many Audible viewers last week who tuned in and interacted with us, And shared yeah uh, one on of social many media. Who yeah, I and mean, we really appreciate that. You know, the more of you who share our episodes, uh, the more new Audible viewers we're able to hopefully recruit and uh, bring,
2: bring into the show. And the more exposure we get for these amazing North Michi- Northern Michigan athletes.
0: Yes. And uh, so we we thank Amy, we thank everybody who listened last week. The last couple of shows have had a really good response to them. And, uh, you know, we want to bring you a good product, and we appreciate everyone who listens. So thank you, Amy. We will be reaching out on Facebook to get an address to send you those two free Jimmy John sandwiches. And uh, you can probably bet that we will give two more away next week for those of you who interact with this show. This has been episode 83 of the Get Around Podcast. Just I, one
2: more one more shout-out to all the veterans and people who have served yes, and died absolutely. for our country on Memorial, Memorial day. day. Yeah, I just want to give you my sincere gratitude. George. Yeah, all the families, anybody who's been affected by somebody who's gone out and served or anybody who has served, uh, deep, deeply appreciate you guys. And I know there's people in my family who have served, who are currently serving, and yep. today for them, it's a day for, for those who have passed, and I... I just wanted. I wanted to take a second. So thank you very much.
0: This has been episode eighty-three, of the Good Around Podcast. I've been your host, Brett Summers, alongside Jake Atnip and James Cook for part of it.
2: <laughs> Thanks. And Deserter. Deserter.